Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. So in Lehigh, we had this situation where Christine was downstairs and Mary was upstairs. And there was like the internal staircase. And then on the other side, it was me and I had upstairs and downstairs. So it was kind of like all one big house connected. So the only way I could get to Christine's house inside the house would be to go through Mary's upstairs apartment. She didn't want us to do that. So Christine and I had to go out the back door and in the other back door. We had to always be going outside to each other's houses. I slipped on those damn stairs so many times outside Christine's door. It was yeah. cold, it was wet. I worked full time. There was a time that I worked two jobs. I, I just felt like that it wasn't inappropriate for me to have the respect of my personal space within my home when I wasn't even there. I guess to me, the outside is like so different than my, uh, okay. my personal space. Okay. And like when I'm gone and I'm like, okay, so people are going through my house and what's happening and, you know, I mean. I don't know. You know, Mary, I don't know. Like it was a long time ago, the kids were little. You know, and I appreciate understanding that it might've been a privacy thing or it might've been, but it always felt sort of like a control thing. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Sister Wives Edition. You guys, these episodes, recaps, have become <laughs> like my own personal rage room. Like I really get a lot out. I feel a lot better at the end of the session and it's almost like therapy for me. This episode, however, while good, was a bit of a, it was different. It had a different feel to it. And I think I figured out why pretty quickly is that like Cody was not really heavily featured and Robin barely was. So we got to see a lot more of what else was going on with everyone and their drama and their relationship dynamics. And I found it personally really fascinating. So um, 
it's been, Cody starts off by saying that it's been about five months since the kids have been out of school. They're at the end of August at this point and how three wives are about to travel. Life has to go on. They're separated because of this. And basically they're just running on fumes at this point. Even though he said that it was still a decidedly like breezier attitude than Cody's had since what the pandemic began. And it's just kind of jarring that all of a sudden we're hearing him talk about how three of the wives are about to go off to different parts of the country. And it's just like, yeah, when the whole relationship with dynamic that we've seen with Christine and Cody has been him really angry at her for traveling. Very interesting. So Christine starts off by saying that they're going to, they're about to leave for Isabel's scoliosis surgery. And she gives us a little back history, no pun intended, uh, about Isabel and how she's been dealing with this scoliosis pain since she was 13. And they've been trying every type of way to fix it from daytime braces, nighttime braces, exercises, but it's gone. Her spine has gone from having a 26% curve to over 50%. Like I can't even, I saw the x-rays, I'm hearing them, but I still can't even fathom how you live like that. I, I can't even believe it. In a confessional, Robin says that she wouldn't want to have to quarantine for Cody for that long, like the eight weeks, like Christine's having to, but she would if she had to. But then Cody says that he's not going to Isabel's surgery because it's too risky and also because he doesn't want to seem like a hypocrite by following the rules that he is, quote, literally begging for everyone to keep. So what? I, that's all. Like if my parent said, well, I just don't want to be a hypocrite. Like... Who cares about hypocrisy? This is your child. This is a situation where you're allowed to be a hypocrite. You're allowed to be a liar because it's about your child's health and well-being. And they're about to go in for a major surgery. And your pride is getting the way. Like, you don't, you're really going to look at her and say, like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. And that's the reason why you don't want to go. Fuck off. Then we see an interview that we saw the first half of last episode of Isabel crying about how she wants her father there. And she says that she doesn't want to disrespect her dad because he is her dad. And she doesn't understand why he's not coming and it's frustrating and it's really, really hard. (sighs) He calming breaths coming out of me right now. Okay. Then we see Janelle. She's in North Carolina. She's helping Madison Maddie with her daughter, Evie, who's going to be having like basically an amputation surgery on her leg. So Evie has a condition called Fatco. And for her, she's missing a few fingers and one of her legs is significantly shorter than the other one. So the doctors gave them a choice and they told her, they told them what they can do for Evie is try to lengthen the shortened leg She would have to have surgeries every eight months for God knows how long. And even still, there's no guarantee that she'll have function in it. There's no guarantee that it's going to be like 100% fixed. The other option they gave was that they could partially amputate part of it in a way that would allow for a prosthetic to fit really nicely. They opted for the amputation and that's what they're going to be doing. So... (laughs) 
I don't want to, I don't want anybody to mistake what I'm about to say for like Janelle shouldn't be there. Janelle should do whatever the fuck she wants to do for her family. You know, like clearly Janelle saw a situation that was like, you know what, as a parent, this requires my support. And so I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that happens. Interesting, right? What I find doubly interesting is that we don't hear any sort of talk about Cody feeling any type of anger or uh, whatever for Janelle and her situation. And I have to just say that her situation is quite different because Christine's going off with to take care of her other children and her daughter who's about to go in for major surgery. And you don't want to go there. But Maddie has a support in her husband there. And I'm not saying that Madison doesn't deserve extra support if that's what she needs and wants. But what I'm saying is, I don't get it. I don't get it. Do you guys see what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense why what Janelle's doing is seemingly fine. But Christine having to actually care for her daughter and not just be a support system for somebody else is a problem. The man is disgusting. You know what also occurred to me is we saw a flashback of them. And by them, I mean, Christine, Cody, and Isabel talking about how from last season, how like she should maybe go by herself or he just doesn't want to go. And I had a thought because last week he said that, or maybe two weeks ago that he said that he thought Christine was just using Isabel's condition as an excuse to travel. So to me, looking back at the situation where he's telling Isabel to just go by herself, you're telling me, like in my mind, that means that Cody just leapt away from the years of him going to these surgeries and not surgeries, but going to these like therapy sessions with his daughter And rather than thinking like, oh, maybe this situation that is very real because I've seen it with my own two eyes has actually like gotten to the point where she needs surgery. But instead he's just like, oh, I just think she's lying. And so what he did was bargained his own child by saying, just take her by yourself in the hopes that Christine would be like, oh, you know what? It's not actually that serious. We're not going to go. Like, that's what he was hoping. Do you see how like fucked up that is? He's truly unwell. I like I watched the show for years and every time every new episode I'm like well, how did I not see how fucked up this guy was? How did I not see it? It just he gets from worse for, to worser and I I I truly it's like astonishing at this point. It's actually astonishing that he can that he can achieve achieve such lows. There's not a low, low enough for this man. And it's truly amazing. Anyway, um, I'm going to wrap up this uh, scene with Janelle and her kids because it really doesn't have any significance for the rest of the episode. There was just another scene where the surgery goes well. Everything went according to plan. Uh, The actual surgery was on Evie's birthday. So a few days later, they decide to give her a little smash cake and celebrate her birthday. And yeah, Janelle says everything's fine that they cut her foot off like kind of around the heel. So it'll fit into that prosthetic really well. And what I was confused about is that they were only talking about her leg being amputated, but she also had the same bandage on her arm. So did they take some fingers off? 
They did not mention that at all. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Okay, so next of our ladies traveling, of course we know it's not Robin, it's Mary. Um, Mary is back at her bed and breakfast in Parowan. She says that for the most part she's been quarantine staying away from everybody during the pandemic you know she's acting like this is a choice that she's made i'm unsure about that maybe it's just the lifestyle at this point i'm not gonna yuck your yum girl because actually this was probably one of mary's best episodes that i can recall um but yeah she says that at this point she and Cody are cordial when they speak, but she wishes that she saw him or spoke to him more often, but it is what it is. So initially, originally Mary's plan for 2020 with regard to the bed and breakfast was to do a either monthly or every other month celebration because it's also the 105th, 150th anniversary of the house. Um, so they were going to have these events, but because of COVID, they can't do that. So she, Mariah, and Audrey have now uh, decided to do virtual events to celebrate. Um, we also find out that it's about a year to, well, it's officially a year countdown to Audrey and Mariah's wedding, which would have happened by now. And I don't know, like, I don't. You guys, I'm I, I like for my own sake, I can't dig into too much sister wives news. <laughs> Partially because I want to treat myself to like finding out what boring information we're gonna find out when the season actually airs. But I, I also feel like if they had gotten married, I probably would have known that. But I did find out that Audrey um Audrey is transgender and uses they them pronouns, so I'm going to respect them by doing so. Hopefully I have not messed up. <laughs> prior to that but yeah they use they them pronouns um and i believe they are going to still be going by audrey if i'm not mistaken um so anyway mary says that she's just trying to be cool she's she's really like going by the luann delaseps rules of like be cool don't be all uncool this whole episode and i'm like here for it this is a brand new mary you know, I just wish she would work on those eyebrows, but you know, progress, baby steps. I guess if we're going to take one precedence over the other, I would rather her mental health be better than her eyebrows, but it's, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's like a close second for me, the eyebrows. Anyway. Um, so Mary says that she's trying to be chill about the wedding. She's like, I feel like we should start planning, but they haven't said anything. So I'm not going to. So for this month's event, they have decided to do a virtual bake along like a live stream kind of situation and mary tells us that mariah and audrey have announced to the world that what they were going to be doing is baking banana bread and i just choked immediately okay um would have done a spit take if i had any liquid in my mouth so i assume you guys all know this (laughs) the best part of mary's catfishing story is the suggestive sexually suggestive photos that were leaked as a result and one of them of course is a close-up shot of mary's mouth uh with the just the tip of the banana just tickling her lips (laughs) and here's my thing was mariah trolling her because if she is like i take back everything i said about mariah being annoying and i'm gonna give her that that is and i don't use this term lightly an epic troll um 
why? Like, just for me. I don't consider myself a particularly prideful person, but if I had been caught up in a catfishing scandal in which there were pictures of me as a grown-ass woman putting a banana next to my mouth suggestively, you would not even see me within 50 yards of a banana for the rest of my life. Like, if there was a camera up, a phone, there would be no photographic evidence. I would be, like constantly taking vitamins for you know the low potassium levels never you would never catch me slipping okay not once and so my question is was mariah trolling her and did mary think for a second how this might look you know i we should we be like bound by the opinions of others no but yes also yes yeah we absolutely should um so To make things even better, just a chef's kiss on this, they have a conversation about the state of the perfect banana for a banana bread. So, if it was... Mary holds up the banana, you know, and is like, you know, this is, you know, uh, if you don't want to show, the banana was dappled with brown. You know, if you want to make a banana bread, you want it to be, like, really brown, So this was a little bit more yellow. So Mary is explaining, you know, I kind of like it to be like all brown banana situation. Excuse me. And (laughs) she's like, you know, I I like it to be brown all over and not so yellow. And Mariah says, oh, so you like it as brown as possible. And Mary says, yeah, but not black. And Mariah just bursts out laughing. And Mary has no idea what she just said. Not, (laughs) I can tell you for sure, Mary did not know. (laughs) what she was saying whatsoever god bless so then mary goes on to say in an interview that she's usually very black and white and hot and cold in her relationships and that she and mariah have come a long way from their situation now this is what i have a question about because mariah mary says that there were a couple things or a couple situations that led to she and Mariah not being as close over the past several years. And that part of it was trauma that she was going through. Mary was going through. And then Mariah also figuring out things in her life. I'm confusion about that because I feel like if Mary, if somebody were to ask Mariah what she thought about why she and her mom were as close, I don't think she would really, I don't want to speak for her, but I feel like the catfishing situation was probably way more upsetting to Mariah than her coming out. I think that's really something that Mary more feels bad about than Mariah. Now, lest we not forget, let the record reflect that there were years during and after this catfish situation that Mary would not shut the fuck up about this when she was speaking to Mariah <clears throat> and Mariah would like try to tell her, I don't want anything to do with this girl. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't like that. You did this. I don't want to be involved in this, but you know, like I hate that you did this, but I also don't want to talk about it at all. Like, this is not my issue. This is your thing. And I don't need to be roped in. And I was talking to shout out to Liz Bentley. We were talking about this not too long ago. And I remembered that there was a point, like, literally years after the catfishing situation, after Cody and Mary had 
talked about this after Mary had decided to officially say in the family that one day she goes up to Mariah and was like, Hey, um, I want you to come with me on a trip to meet the other woman who had gotten catfished by the person who catfished me. I want you to meet her and her daughter. And Mary was like trying to make this like a cute mommy daughter let's go see the person who got screwed over by the person who screwed me over on the internet. And I just remember Mariah being like, I don't want to do any of this. Like, I don't want to meet this lady. I don't need to meet this lady. Why the fuck would I want to meet her daughter? I don't want to go. And poor thing. I think she had to. It was so weird. Why does Mary not get that? It's very strange. Anyway, what a full circle moment for them to be able to have a kiki about the brown or black bananas today. You know, that's progress, baby. Anyway, um, Mary says that something she's been trying to work on with her life is her reaction to people and how she wants everybody to now feel like she hears them and that they're being validated. And she says that with her reconciliation with Mariah, she also has a lot of other relationships that she would like to improve. And it takes honesty and openness to do that. And then she says that she specifically has to have a conversation with Janelle because she's been hearing some things about Janelle from their past. And she's just hoping that with her new mindset, it'll help them communicate. So now we get the showdown. I don't, yeah, I'm going to say showdown. We get the showdown between Mary and Janelle. The two go out to Coyote Pass to talk through what they're ha- what happened in the past, what's going on with them currently. I just love that Mary is like talking big shit or big game about, I really want to go in this with intention. I want her to hear me. I want her to feel validated. I want her to feel like she's being heard. And then she shows up <laughs> in a shirt that says, only kind of care, dot, dot, dot. So... Which one is it, girl? Which one is it? Anyway, Janelle says that she and Mary have struggled for decades to see eye and eye, eye to eye, and that they really only made it work because they had to raise kids. And then she says that it's important to keep using, or it's important that they keep using opportunities that present themselves to talk about their relationship. And if you're wondering what opportunity has presented itself, it's the TLC cameras and the microphones. So, um, Mary says that she's trying to go into this conversation calm and that she's hoping that they can both be open and kind and honest. So they're like walking down this dirt path and and Mary starts off by saying that, you know, it's been about a year since we went to that restaurant and you basically blew everybody's shit up by asking like, why are we still here? Are you still interested in being in this family? And, tell me now in 140 characters or less, please. So Janelle's real time interview explanation of that, like what her goal was in that moment at the restaurant was that she was coming from a place at that time of when they got to Flagstaff, she just had a lot of time to think. And she came to the realization that at the end of the day, her family, like the rest of her life is going to be a family with these four other people and her kids are going to be out there in the world living their own lives. And 
Then Janelle says that since then, COVID has really only set them back in terms of that goal. And she's still really very much invested in making sure that the unit of the five of the adults becomes stronger. So back to their walk, uh, Mary says that she feels like because Janelle brought that situation up last year, that she kind of got the vibe that maybe Janelle would be open to having a conversation with her now. Janelle says, yeah, totally. So Mary starts off by saying that she's learned that through her relationship with Cody, that there are a lot of things that they need to leave in the past, but she can't really do that with everything if certain situations keep coming up in the present. So then in an interview, Mary says that she learned that Janelle had had a conversation with Christine and Cody about not wanting Mary to own the piece of property connected to their pond, excuse me, their empty pond, and that Janelle was worried that if Mary was feeling pissed off one day that she would cut off access to the other family members. So then Mary tells Janelle, I don't really know what past issues I still need to work through, but I'm getting the sense that between what Cody says and what Janelle says, that there are still issues with her and Janelle. So in a confessional, Janelle says that with the way that their family set up, it's not really surprising if conversations, you know, uh, slip. (laughs) But what she thinks Mary's talking about is the conversation that she had with uh, Cody and Robin out at Coyote Pass and how she felt like nobody should have access to the pond. So it's fair for everybody, but also specifically she felt like Mary shouldn't have access to the pond. So, you know, she was wary about what had happened when they lived back in Lehigh. Um, So the situation with Lehigh is that, okay. So they showed us like a 3d rendering of the house. So at the time it was just, Christine, Mary, and Janelle as wives. They all shared this one property and you could only, the only way to get from Christine's house to Janelle's house within the home is to go through Mary's living room. Um, But it got to a point where Mary was like, shut it down. You guys can't be coming through my house. I don't like this. So, Janelle has, for this whole time, been feeling pissed off at Christine or at at Mary for uh, making them have to use the outdoor stairs rather than the one set of stairs that were available to them indoors. Janelle, in a confessional, really tries to protect Cody, and I wish she wouldn't for like obvious reasons. But also, she tells on herself, so it's just like just say the truth, girl. But anyway, she says. Well, you know, um, she says that Cody was not being, she said something to Cody. He wasn't being careful and he ended up aggravating the situation. Now I'm like, like, let's, let's just pick it up here. Like I'm truncating what she's saying here because she's obviously trying not to blame Cody, even though he was the only person who could have possibly ratted her out. So then Cody says in his own confessional that the problem with their family isn't gossip. The real problem is that plural marriage requires that you behave like a saint and as though like you don't have problems. And then he says that their main problem is communication. So interesting how when somebody brings up gossiping, you gossiping, 
You say that that's not the issue with the family. <sighs> just, just Jackie Joyner curtsying right over his responsibility. It's incredible. If, <laughs> for him to be like, well, that's not the issue with the family. It's, it's not the issue that I told one wife, um, what the other one told me in confidence. That's not the issue. The issue is that we require people to be perfect. What? What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> the main problem is communication. Yeah, bitch. Is the problem is that you're playing playing telephone from one wife to the other. Because you're communicating what one wife said to the other one to piss her off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to Mary and Janelle. Mary says that she's heard Janelle say quite often about the pond and about the house in Lehigh. And she feels like there might be something going on. And so Janelle says, well, I was just concerned about anybody having property on the pond, but especially you, because, you know, what if I wanted to go over there at five o'clock in the morning or if somebody wanted to be there at 10 p.m.? I just don't want there to be rules about that. I just wish Janelle would like... Tell the truth. Like, you don't have to say, I didn't want anybody to have access to it because you had no problem. You have no problem with Cody having access to it. (laughs) Just say like, well, I felt it was everybody, but especially you. It's like, well, just say that I thought it was you. That's almost better than being like, well, especially you, (laughs) you know, like, I feel like that would hurt my feelings more. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss then Janelle goes on to say that she had heard that if Mary was going to build by the pond that she was also going to build a deck and she says you know that would be really awesome but then it would you know again it reminded me of how you wouldn't let us move through your house in Lehigh so Mary tries to correct her. It's like, well, I wouldn't let it happen on a regular basis. And then I was like, okay, well, what I interpreted at the time was that you didn't want us there at all. And so after that, Janelle says that there were countless times where she would slip down the outdoor stairs and it would be cold and it would be wet. 
But then Mary says in an interview that there was a period of time where she was working and she was working two jobs and she just felt like it wasn't an inappropriate ask for her to have everybody respect her personal space when she wasn't even there. And so Mary is trying to explain that to Janelle and with regard to the pond saying, well, the pond is outdoors, so I wouldn't really feel that precious about it as I would people going through my home, you know? <laughs> and, and so Janelle's like, yeah, I mean, maybe. But to me, it's like, you know, we had little kids at the time and, you know, I can appreciate you saying it being about a privacy issue. It just felt more like you just wanted to control us. And so in a confessional, Mary says, I just struggled with my living space being used as a hallway. And so time out. I feel like Mary's absolutely in the right. Like who wants people trudging through your house when you're not there? And I think Janelle, cause she mentioned last week that, uh, the properties, the new properties on Coyote Pass were going to be used also as to like pass down to the older kids and how each wives property was going to go to their kids and that they had like legally drawn that up and how in the beginning they had viewed everybody as the same. All your kids are my kids. Anything that we could pass down is going to go to all the kids, but it's changed. And I think that maybe that was part of the issue at the time is that Janelle just felt like, Oh, well this is all our home. So it's no big deal. But everybody's allowed to have privacy and it's very easy for you to be like, Oh, well I can go through your house. But like, how would you have felt if your house was Mary's and everybody had to go through your home? And I kind of, I feel like Janelle would agree with her, with Mary if she believed her. (laughs) I think she is like, yeah, I could see if that's how you felt, but that's not how you came off at the time. And that's, I don't believe what you're saying today. I feel like you're trying to keep it cute and like, we can play this game. We can do it. I have no problem with that. <laughs> so Janelle at this point starts really cracking me up. Cause she gets pretty passive aggressive and she's like, well, you know, I just worried that you get angry, you know, like we all do, we all do. But you know, remember how we lived in the one house in Lehigh and he would slam the door. So we all knew that you were angry. <laughs> and Mary looks at her like, What? <laughs> And then she says, wow, Janelle. (laughs) So in a confessional, Mary says, I just didn't think that we would be like starting to point fingers at what somebody's gone wrong. Like, yeah, I have slammed some doors and I've been mad before that's happened. So Janelle is trying to like, like I said, keep it cute by saying, you know, I'm just weary about anybody, you know, taking that because people have a tendency to get particular about their area and it could create problems as a whole, not just with you, especially you, but not just with you, but you, but not you, but also you and only you, but everybody, but you. Okay. So in a confessional, Cody says that he's been trying for decades, years, no decades. Okay. Um, to get my wives to function as a family. But what I've discovered is that they don't really want that relationship with each other. Okay. So what are you doing about it? Like, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So Mary says, okay, for real, I don't know what we would do about this now because there's a history and I have my reasons, which we've always, we, we've obviously never talked about with regard to her not wanting to give people unfettered access to her home. So she tells us in an interview that the reason is because the only stairs on the inside were right by the bedroom that she shared with Cody. And like, what happens if one of the wives walks past Christine and hears them? She just thought it was a weird thing. And so Mary says that she doesn't want to come off like she's trying to justify her position. But at the same time, she does want her position heard. And in a confessional, Janelle says that back then, back in the day, they were in a position of like whoever's opinion was the loudest was the one that they went with that happened to be Mary. And she totally gets not wanting everybody to go through her house all the time. But she also wishes that back then they could have been logical about it and found a solution that incorporated everyone. Oh, Okay. Sure. I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking like Mary's got one kid and like, yeah, they did raise the kids together, but at some point it's like, do you want Janelle's little snotty nose, goofus and gallant running through your house, playing kickball and like putting their dirty grubby fingers on your furniture? Like, no, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm totally with Mary on this. Like I, and I never thought I'd be able to say that, but I am totally, totally with her. Do I think that, like, she probably intentionally at times made Janelle feel bad? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But she's still not wrong, generally speaking. All right. So if Janelle wasn't cracking me up before being all passive aggressive, she really, really made me chuckle when she was talking about, like, you know, I'm thinking about how we should maybe even draw up, like, legal contracts about the pond because you never know what could happen if people could become disgruntled or whatever. And it was just like, girl, what? We keep looking at this pond, like, in real time. And I'm just wondering, at what point in the year does it actually have water? Because we're now at the end of the summer, moving into winter. When is this going to be... Like, I know that in my body I have more water than is in this pond that I'm looking at we're drawing up legal contracts girl what (laughs) you couldn't even it's not even ankle deep and there's only one little spot in this tiny quote-unquote pond which I think is a term we're using extremely loosely because where when is it a pond at what point in the year I think it rained heavily when you guys got that property and you went out and it's probably not had as much water since then. What (laughs) legal contracts? I don't care. This ditch. We're drawing up legal contracts over a ditch. Girl. (laughs) She's really thinking that she's about to be like the next Ina garden. And this is going to be her Hamptons property. And there's like a a nice little water feature in the back and nothing of the sort is going to happen, ma'am. But if you want to spend money, go, go ahead, girl, do your thing. (laughs) Like two Dasani bottles worth of water that we're fighting. Like, I just, I can't even believe it. So anyway, Janelle tells Mary that she feels bad in a way because She was talking behind her back and there was a leakage. And Mary basically says that she kind of calls bullshit on Janelle. And she says, you know, 
that sort of stuff is ancient history at this point. But rather than going back, like, I just want to hear what you're saying and just leave it at that. So Janelle is like, well, do you want to talk about anything that happened in Lehigh? And Mary's like, honestly, kind of feeling a wall with you right now. And, you know, I just kind of feel like you're just uh, like coming at me with things that with what I've done wrong. So in a confessional, Mary starts to get emotional and she says that she has a tendency to feel like everything's her fault automatically. And she's really struggling because she's trying to be a new person, but those old feelings are coming back up. And Janelle says, or she tries to say that she was just using Lehigh as an example. Like, you know, I just, I heard your name and it triggered me. And Mary says, I hear you. I'm just trying to like, in my mind, understand that and not automatically take it personally. Then they kind of have a revelation where Janelle says, I was always the one to not want to rock the boat. And I feel like you kind of wanted to take things to heart. And Mary's like, totally. So then they really start to deep dive on their relationship and like the origins. And Mary says when Janelle first joined the family, she thought that their relationship was going to be totally different than what it ended up being. And when it didn't end up looking like that, she took it as a rejection. And Janelle says, well, I kind of felt like you rejected me. So Mary reminds us in a confessional that she knew Janelle. They had their own relationship before they got married to Cody. And she feels like at first she was trying to promote, do things to promote their relationship and to move their friendship forward. But then she felt like Janelle was the one who kept turning her down. And then Janelle says that she knew Mary for a long time. And she also knew Mary and Cody as a married couple. But when she joined the family, like whatever happened was irretrievable and they could never form a new friendship. And Janelle says that for her, she had never really dealt with somebody like Mary who was really forceful and she didn't know how to interact with somebody who was as direct as Mary was. And she didn't know how to deal with how brutally honest she was either. So then Janelle tells Mary If it helps you feel any better, I don't really remember a lot about those years. Like, there's just a few things that came up when we started to talk about the pond. Janelle says that at the time, she was just really stressed out when they were living in Lehigh. She had a lot of kids. And Mary's like, you know, even though I wasn't blessed like you to have as many kids as you did, I kind of took your kids on as mine. And then in a confessional, Mary says, you know, in the beginning, she was just doing the best she could. But she looks back to like five or 10 or even 30 years ago and says, yeah, like I didn't do the best that I could have done, but I also have to give myself grace about that and not beat myself up about it. So then Mary tells Janelle that she, you know, she doesn't prefer to be perfect, but their experiences have like molded how they are now for better or for worse. And what do we do with that? And so Janelle says, Mary, we're 50 and we probably have 50 more years left. And I just want to move forward in a meaningful way. (laughs) 50 more years. That's both ambitious and also incorrect because I thought that when you guys signed like a marriage or a more like a contract in the Mormon community, that was like for life after life for eternity, girl. So 50 more years is both. It's ridiculous from a, from my standpoint, but also from yours and the agreements that you made. So, 
Anyway, they basically are just like, Haha, yeah, girl, we're stuck with each other. Um, Clearly, I'm not going to be going anywhere. So we're just going to have to make it work, sis, because <laughs> you not, you're not leaving this dude and neither am I, I guess. <laughs> Yay. Love you, girl. Janelle says her only issue was that she just wanted to make sure that she had access to the pond. And Mary's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> it's not really about that for me. Um, so then Mary says in a confessional that obviously it's no secret that her relationship with Cody is not where she wants it to be, but she's here. And she says, I'm not an idiot. I can get a vibe when somebody wants to be with me or not, but I'm here. And if I work on my individual relationships then maybe a little help as a whole. There were rumors that a lot of the issue or that the issues between Cody and Mary were not just between them. It was also the issues that Mary was having with some of the other children. And I think Mary's now more motivated to forge better relationships with the kids because she thinks that that is going to help with her relationship with Cody in a way that is going to get them possibly back together. And I don't think that's true. And I just hope that like, that's not her motivate main motivation because she's really going to be disappointed. So we're done with Mary and Janelle and the next people we see on coyote coyote pass are Janelle and Cody and Solomon. So we learn that they're about to put, they're about to put a cistern onto the property, which will provide about 20,000 gallons of water between the homes. So for some reason, Cody tells Janelle that he doesn't want school to get in the way of Solomon's education. So he's gifting him with a free day to watch a tank be put into the ground. What this is going to be teaching him, I have no idea. I'm not even one for saying that, like, sometimes the greatest school is life. But, like... I don't really think he gives a fuck. Anyway, um, so anyway, Janelle says in a confessional that she's like kind of frustrated with how long it's taken them to get onto this property. And then Cody and Janelle start to talk about how the cistern is going to feed into the five lots. And Janelle's like, oh, we're doing five? Who's doing five? And he's like, well, it's going to be part of the, the guest house. And like, maybe we need a guest house for visiting children. W- sir, <laughs> Cody tells us that the wives tend to poo-poo or fight with him anytime he talks about an asset or bringing income into the family. <laughs> Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So Janelle has to explain the real truth. Really what's going on is that Cody wants to, according to her, he's been telling them that he wants to buy up a bunch of investment properties and rent them out to people before they start to build up the house is on Coyote Pass. What the fuck is this man's problem? We have gone. There's so many iterations of what his plans are with Coyote Pass. Should we just go through them? First, you're selling the whole family on it because you're saying that it's affordable. This is going to be their oasis. This is going to be where the older children are going to want to put their roots down. We're not going to be able to sell these houses in the cul-de-sac for a better price than we are now. We gotta strike while the iron's hot. So that hot. So that's one. That's one easel worth of bullshit. Okay. So now we're getting down here to Flagstaff and you know Coyote Pass, Dreams, Angels singing. That's easel number two of bullshit. Now all of a sudden the family's all separated, and you don't know what the hell to do. Everybody's getting sick of it, and when they are finally ready to move on to Coyote Pass, you say. Easel number three, they can't afford to. But now we're at easel number four and you're saying, let's just buy up a bunch of other houses before we start and and continue to live in these rentals, sir. Which one is it? Pick a wall. I really can't stand this man. Okay, I'm failing to mention that at this point, and while they're on the property property and they're looking at the hole that this cistern is about to go into, Cody has been trying to force... (laughs) Solomon to go into this hole and Solomon has no interest of going in there and he's like grabbing Solomon Solomon's trying to dig his little toes into the ground so that Cody can't gain any traction on him like Solomon's like I don't want to go into this hole please please papa don't make me so Janelle's like you know what as the mother of the situation here, like as the mother that's here right now, do you think that his mom, Solomon's mom, would want him to go down in this hole? And so in a confessional, Janelle's like, you know, I feel like I kind of have to represent for Robin right now because she worries a lot, like even more than I do. <laughs> so I got to help her out here. So Cody takes Solomon by the hand and he takes him to like a part of the hole where Solomon could more easily navigate it rather than just like pushing him like he's been really trying to do this whole time <laughs> what is wrong with this man the so Solomon's like yeah I don't really want to go down there like no no I don't have I don't want to do that <sighs> Jesus and so Janelle's like are you sure about this because this whole thing looks terrifying and then Cody <sighs> Like, full Tobias Funke mode and Arrested Development. I don't know if I'm the only one who who heard him say this and was like, what? <laughs> Cody, like, truly does not hear anything that comes out of his mouth, for better or for worse. Usually it's just some, like, bullshit that he's spouting about, like, trying not to take responsibility for shit. But then other times it's like, do you really hear yourself? Because Cody says... <laughs> Janelle's like, are you sure about him going down there? Because it looks terrifying. And then Cody says, terrifying? It's a giant hole in a little boy. What better magic is there? <laughs> I don't know, Cody. Like every other man. Like what? what? What are we saying here? <laughs> it's a giant hole in a little boy. What better magic? Is- <laughs> oh, God. 
God help us. He really doesn't hear what he says at all. God help us. Anyway, so he's now basically forced Solomon to go into this giant hole. And he's like, Solomon, how is it? And he's like, fine. <laughs> just standing there like, I just I didn't want to be in here. Like, I always use this reference, but like, you know how sometimes when you put costumes on cats and they just like completely go catatonic, they're just like, I don't know what's happening to me, but... I'm not going to move. Like, that's what Solomon was doing. Like, I'm uncomfortable. What's happening? I, and and how, how how did they get him back up would, would have been my question. How did he get back up? So then he's like, oh, Solomon, look at the, the tank. And then the tank came in. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Janelle's like grateful. She's like, you know, we've been waiting for so long to do anything. Like we don't have electricity, no plumbing, no lighting. So this is like the first step. I'm finally glad, glad, glad that at some point we're breaking ground on this plot of land. Somebody's out here doing something. So I'm happy about that. So the, we end the episode on Christine and her girls. They've now made it to New Jersey and Christine tells us that they're going to be staying with her sister who lives about an hour away from the hospital that they're going to be having uh, Isabel surgery. They're going to be quarantining for two weeks prior to that. Her sister has agreed to uh, go by the hospital's rules of self-isolating. So they're all good. All really excited. So Christine says that she's really concerned about the surgery, but she's been trying to be as upbeat as possible for Isabel's sake. And then we see the x-ray of Isabel and her spine. Ugh, it was so hard to look at. I truly can't imagine how painful it is. So I tried to focus on other things while I was like, I don't know if you guys get this. I don't know if this is like a normal or common thing. But when people talk about injuries or pain, it's like I can feel it in my body. Like I don't feel a pain. I just feel uncomfortable. So like if you were to talk about like, people getting their nose done. I just like, like I always have to hold my nose. Cause like, it's like, I can feel it. Is that what empathy is? Am I an empath? Should I be like monetizing this? <gasps> oh my God. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to Google that later. So anyway, <laughs> am I an empath? How do I make money off of being an empath? Should I move to Beverly Hills and like try and scam Lisa Rinna? Ooh, that's really my life goal. And you guys, that's really my life's goal. Anyway, um, there's a lot of drama happening with Lisa Rinna, you guys. I don't know if many of you guys are Housewives fans, but there's a lot of drama happening with her and her daughter and her, uh, I think it's Delilah's having a lot of mental health issues. And she keeps like repeatedly calling out her parents for not wanting to pay for her therapy. Mm, drama, drama. Anyway, let's go back to sister wives. Um, so She's got such beautiful hair. How do they, like, do they dye the, their hair like that? Like, I always thought Aspen had such beautiful hair. I didn't know that people could be blonde as adults like that. I guess, <laughs> I just didn't know that that happened. And it just seems, like, fake. Like, Aspen has that perfect hair that all the girlies are trying to get now, where you have that, like, really light spot that frames your face, and then, like, just gorgeous. Like, is that real? Good for them. Good for them. Um, so Tr Christine explains again that with traditional scoliosis surgery, they will put you on your stomach. Trigger warning, you guys. This is about to get a little bit graphic. They'll put you on your stomach on the table. And then they cut open your back. And then they put rods in your back that way. 
like a, like a chicken, you know? But she says that with Isabel's surgery, they're going to cut through her side and put like almost like braces kind of along the spine. And then those are going to have these fibers and then you can like straighten the fibers and straighten out her spine that way. It's a lot less invasive. Uh, oof. Oof. Okay. I'm like getting faint. Just like, I can't even, I can't believe I've never like been to the hospital. I've never broken a bone. I just like, I don't have the bandwidth for this. It really makes me squeamish, but like, I'm, I'm really happy for her. And so the doctor says during their consultation that he thinks that they can get Isabel's spine to like a 10 degree curve when she's now over 50. So good for her. Like it's going to really change her life. And when they finish the consultation, Isabel says that she's feeling really great about the surgery because they've explained it. She had some questions and she's like, okay, now I get it. And I'm excited. And in a confessional, Christine says that really Isabel's pretty hurt about Cody not being there for her. And that when she's in pain, she really relies on her dad and really wants to be comforted specifically by him. Can't imagine why, but you know what? (laughs) She feels that way. I'm not going to take it from her. So in a confessional, Isabel says that she is a little bit upset that he can't go because Cody's always saying that, you know, family comes first, but when it comes down to it, she needs him and he's not putting his daughter above his feelings that he has about the pandemic. She just shouldn't have to be able to, she shouldn't have to say these things. It really, really bums me out. (sighs) So the episode ends with Christine saying that she's really looking forward to the surgery. I really get the sense that Christine feels like, and maybe she even said this last week, that she kind of feels like she let Cody make some of the decisions regarding Isabel and her care. I really feel like Christine kind of feels like she fucked up in that way by delaying this. And I feel like, well, cause she says this, like I'm looking forward to the surgery because when it's done, I'll finally be able to feel like I gave my daughter what I wanted, what she wanted me to give her. And that, that means a lot. It really does. I feel really bad for Christine and I hope she doesn't like feel too guilty, but I could see why she would. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess that's it for this week. Do we have drama for next week? I can't remember what was in the preview, but I'm sure it'll be a mess. I'm sure it will be. All right, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love.